Hi, welcome back to another episode of Womanhood in the Rough. A little disclaimer before I start, I am sick slash like getting over a sickness. So pardon my voice for the intro and the outro. I'm a little like crackly. Um, I'm a little stuffy too. So bear with me. So in this season of talking about health and wellness, I've had on a few people that have done and talked about, you know, living more toxic free and more sustainably. And I got to have the best interview with Michaela and she has a farm and she is the most relatable person that anyone can relate to. She talks about starting off with getting married, not knowing how to cook and just you know, basic things that everyone should know, she didn't know, which is great. And now she's, you know, raising all sorts of animals. She has fresh farm eggs. Um, she ferments stuff. She makes sourdough. She makes everything from scratch. Just everything. Okay, so why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, uh, your husband, how you guys met, how long you guys have been married. Yeah. So I'm Michaela Herman, and we own Herman Homestead, and my husband, Samuel Herman. We met back, it's been about six years ago, and we've been married for five years. We met and then kind of got engaged fast and got married quickly, and we were married within a year. So, Oh, wow. That's really fast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I guess, you know, when you know, you know. No, absolutely. I mean, me and my husband were like, I think we dated for eight months and then like two months later we were married. So Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So you get it. Yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. And then we we met actually at one of my church functions. Oh. Um, every year they have like a 4th of July get together and have a lot of people from different places come in and kind of like from all of our sister churches, everybody just shows up to one place and has ice cream and just kind of like socializes and I met him there and we have talked every day since oh that's so fun okay so now that I know how you guys have met um what made you guys want to do homesteading so this is actually kind of a funny story (laughs) I've always like I've always loved the idea of homesteading and there's several like ladies from my church that I looked up to and they would like make their own goat milk soap and have these big gardens. And I just thought that that was so amazing. Like they would do things like weave their own rugs and like all of these (laughs) crazy things. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And my family was so not like that. Like I was raised in the city and I did not know how to cook anything. Like it was, it was crazy. (laughs) And so whenever we, uh, moved out here to the country and we got married um our town does the ffa auction for the kids and they just kind of like everyone in the community will bring something and auction it off and then the money goes toward the kids and we were at one of these auctions and uh somebody sold a goat 
And I was like bidding on furniture and stuff and like these cute items. And the goat comes up for auction and my husband looks at me and he's like, oh my gosh, like, do you want to bid on a goat? (laughs) (laughs) I was so taken back. I was like, what? Because it's always kind of like been this dream of mine in the back of my head. But, you know, I was not expecting that. (laughs) Yeah. So I was so like caught off guard that we did not end up winning the bid for the goat. And I went home really disappointed but like now I knew he was open to the idea of getting animals and so the next day I found a pair of goats on Craigslist and we went (laughs) and picked them up and that's where everything started oh wow okay so you just like jumped in with all the animals I did we picked (laughs) up two females the next day after the auction the day after that we picked up a breeding male for them and then like sometime within that same week, we picked up like 20 chickens. Wow. So, so we did, really just hopped in. <laughs> did you have like anything like fencing or like anything built for them? Or are you just like, all right, we're going for it. We just went for it. <laughs> and that was like probably not the best idea looking back. <laughs> because we lived like right by, it wasn't a highway, but it was a pretty main road in our town. And the goats, we just set up like a little small lean-to kind of thing for them. They ran out in the road all the time. And I would have to run after them and like stop traffic and herd my goats back to my house. (laughs) And it was very embarrassing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I've heard um, goats are quite the escape artists. They are, even whenever you have proper fencing. And so without it, it was like, oh, my word, they kept me on my toes. (laughs) Okay, so where are you now with homesteading? Well, a lot has changed since then. We have fences, (laughs) so that's good. We have several different animals now, and I've really kind of like honed into the whole self-sufficiency thing and we've got animals that we're raising for meat now animals that we're raising for dairy pretty much like it started off with me just kind of wanting them as pets but Mm -hmm. it turned into something a lot more like trying to provide things for my family with them and now we have a big garden and everything too so trying to get as much of my food from my own land as I possibly can No, absolutely. I love that. So, okay, speaking of food, I know you love to garden. So what are your favorite things to garden? That's a hard one. (laughs) (laughs) I like all of it. Whenever I started out gardening, too, I mean, I was terrible at it. Like, nothing would grow. I do not have a green thumb. (laughs) And so it was, like, definitely a learning curve. But... I like growing tomatoes because it's something you can grow a lot of and preserve really easily without having a whole bunch of different like equipment. I haven't ever pressure canned anything. And so I'm a little bit leery (laughs) of doing that, but I'm going to try it this year for the first time. Yeah. And I like that you can water bath can tomatoes. (laughs) Yeah. So I grow a lot of those. And of course, like peppers, things like that. And this year I'm trying a bunch of new varieties of things like zuka melons and loofah gourds and like all the funky things. That's really fun. I don't think I've heard of any of those. (laughs) Really? You should look them up. They're so cool. (laughs) Oh, my word. Okay. So um, do you grow, this is a random question, but do you grow potatoes? (laughs) 
I have tried with everything in me to grow potatoes because it's what like my family consumes the most of. Mm, yeah. I seriously buy a 10 pound bag of potatoes like almost <laughs> every week. It's insane. But I mean, it's not just us. I'm sharing with other people, but yeah. still, it's like, oh my goodness, we go through them so much and it would be so convenient if I could grow my own. But this is going to be my fourth year trying. Yeah, and I'm hoping that I do better. Wow, <laughs> not been successful. Last oh. year I went out and I planted. Uh, it was two eighty foot rows, okay. so it was a good amount. And I got like three potatoes oh. out of that. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> it was so depressing. Oh. This is kind of funny, but also kind of sad. <laughs> I know. I'm like, come on. My efforts have to be worth something. But the other part of the garden did like so amazing last year. And I'm so thankful. So it's, it just is what it is. You have to win some and lose some. Yes. (laughs) Potatoes are losing. Yes. Okay. So for people who want to start a uh, garden, where should they start? Um, that's a good question. So I think, and what I've been recommending to people that have been asking me this is, don't do what I did and just go all in and try everything. Mm. I think that you should take a look at what your family does consume the most and try to grow those things. Like don't worry about growing everything under the sun your first year or your first couple of years, even just focus on things that, you know, your family consumes. So that way you can be a little bit more self-sufficient too. And if you grow enough to be able to preserve it, then you can learn some preserving methods and, it just kind of goes on from there. Yeah. My sister, she lives in an apartment complex right now, and she was kind of the same way. She really wanted to start homesteading, but instead of like me, where she married someone and like immediately moved out to the country, <laughs> she kind of married a city guy. Yep. <laughs> so they live in an apartment complex in town. And she's like, okay, Michaela, how do I start like doing homesteading stuff inside my apartment complex? Mm. And so it's really got me thinking like, Pretty much anybody could start homesteading or, you know, homemaking, start growing things. Like, I've got her set up with this whole little system where she can grow herbs, like, in her windowsill. Okay. And, like, tomatoes out on her patio. So, everybody can do, like, a little bit of something if they really wanted to. (laughs) And I think you brought up a good point because, like, not everybody lives in a house. Like, my husband and I, like... We got married in college and then, like, kind of had to move out into an apartment because we didn't have money. And so, you know, it kind of makes you think, oh, shoot, we don't have land, so we can't really have, like, animals. And we don't really have a ton of space to grow things. But, like, it makes you think, how do you do these things and, like, get more creative? Yeah. They have those, um, like, systems where it's kind of, like, stackable pots, you know, okay. and then you can grow, like, 50 different things on them. So I'm really trying to talk her into getting one of those. I'm like, you could grow everything. Oh, I did <laughs> like, not even know those were a thing. Yeah. They're super handy for people that don't have, like, a lot of space or, you know, just want to start growing things on their front porch. Yeah. You could do, like, heads of lettuce in them and okay. several different things. So it's really cool. Okay. So that is a little tip for all of the apartment people out there. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So what are your go-to recipes? I know it's kind of a broad question because there's so many things. I know. I really – we pretty much every night do like some type of meat and like a vegetable – 
and sourdough bread. Like sourdough bread is a staple in our house yeah. <laughs> and every meal has sourdough bread. But we do a lot of like fried chicken, homemade chicken alfredo, uh, potato sausage soup. That's a big one. And like chicken legs and roasted vegetables, different things like that. Like easy, pretty easy throw together meals. Anything that I can like just keep on hand to like defrost or yeah, have easy to go is best for me. <laughs> yeah. So you said that you weren't um, a like when you got married, you didn't really know how to cook. So like, how did you start? Oh my gosh, I didn't at all. So <laughs> my, it was so sad. And like, wow, seriously, I'm I'm surprised that my husband even married me because he's like a big foodie. And <laughs> so what he did was um, whenever we were dating, he came up to my town, which was about an hour away for him. He would come up every Wednesday and go to church with me at my church. And so that was really sweet. He never missed a Wednesday from the time that we started talking until we got married. He came every Wednesday, which is really impressive. <laughs> but about halfway through, you know, things started getting serious. And he's like, Michaela, do you know how to, like, cook anything? Because every time he was coming down, my mom would fix some supper. And <laughs> it would just kind of be like that. I told him, I'm like, I could make, you know, a mean sandwich, <laughs> but <laughs> anything other than that, like, not really. So I had made maybe just a handful of things, and I was just never interested in cooking. My mom would try to teach me, and I was like that stubborn kid that just didn't want to learn. <laughs> I didn't have a reason for it. Like, she made all the food, and that sounds really spoiled, but I'm like, I really just didn't have a reason to learn. Yeah. I graduated at 15 and then immediately like went into working and had different jobs and so I was either you know away from home whenever it was time to learn how to cook or something like that so he came down on a Wednesday night for church and he's like okay before church we're gonna go buy some supplies from Walmart and like make everything that I really enjoy eating and it was all bachelor food <laughs> and he's like, one of the main things I love is um, hot wings. And it's like the easiest, most bachelor food thing you've ever heard of. He gets frozen hot wings or frozen wings, and then he pours hot sauce on top of them and bakes them. Yeah. So you can't mess that up. Right. Yes. But I did. <laughs> <laughs> I I accidentally used wax paper underneath it to line my cookie sheet instead of parchment paper because I didn't know that there was a difference. (laughs) And these start cooking and it starts smelling burnt, but they've only been in there for a little while. And we looked in there and there were seriously flames in the (laughs) oven. I had to reach in and like pull out this flaming pan. Uh And I went over to the sink and like tried to quickly turn on the sink and I broke our faucet in my house, in my parents' house, and (laughs) the water wouldn't come on. It was a whole thing. So we were trying to extinguish this fire, and that was my first cooking experience for my husband. So I'm surprised he trusts me at all after that. (laughs) Uh, And then after that, he was like, I will marry you, and we'll have goats and chickens, and you're going to learn how to cook. I know. It can (laughs) only go up from there. Yes. (laughs) Oh, that that is a great story. Honestly... That might be one of my favorite stories on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I feel like your listeners are going to be like, wow, this lady is crazy. <laughs> no, they're, they're going to relate to you. I know so many people that like don't know how to cook. <laughs> yeah. So that just goes to show that you really can like start off not knowing anything about animals. I had a goldfish whenever I lived at home and like that was the extent of my animal knowledge. <laughs> and so I did not know anything. And you can definitely, like, research plenty and learn plenty. A lot has changed in five years. We'll say that. Yeah. So, okay. So, speaking of animals, what kind of animals do you guys have now? Currently, we've got um, some sheep that we're raising for meat. Um, We've got Nigerian dwarf goats, several of them. Um, and we're fixing to breed them, so they'll have babies, and we can sell some of the babies and get milk from them and make soaps and different good things like that. Um, I've got a jersey that is fixing to calve in the next couple of weeks, so that's super exciting. And then we'll be getting all of our dairy products from her. Um, I've got pretty much every kind of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a chicken collector. We've got a lot of chickens. And then uh, we also have Cooney Cooney pigs. Okay. So which animals are easier to take care of? Oh, the chickens by far. Like, (laughs) they're so easy. Anybody that's wanting to start out homesteading and doesn't know what kind of animal to get, kind of the same thing as the garden is what I would recommend, you know. Like, whatever is best for your family, if you eat a lot of dairy products, you know, maybe look into getting a milk cow. But if you don't have the space for that, Nigerian dwarfs are really great um, substitutes for that as well. Their milk is, like, really sweet and similar to cow's milk. And a lot of people that have lactose problems can um, raise Nigerian dwarfs and drink their milk and everything. So that kind of comes in handy. But if you have, like, not very much space at all, chickens for sure. Like, they are the way to go. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so do you have, like, is this just for your own family? Or do you guys have a small business where you actually sell some of the stuff that you grow and produce? It's really pretty much just for my own family. Like, I make the soaps for my own family. You know, we have a bunch of eggs from the chickens. And anything that I have that's kind of excess, then I'll sell usually to just friends or family or, you know, local people in our community. Yeah. But for the most part, it's just, you know, things that I'm doing for us. Yeah. No, that's really cool. I absolutely have loved your – okay, my last question is because it made me think of when I was looking at your Instagram – and seeing all your animal stories. Um, what, yeah. what is your funniest animal story? Oh my gosh, I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my goats running out into the road are kind of like, it's funny, <laughs> but it was kind of scary at the time and yeah. embarrassing because I was having to stop everyone. <laughs> but I don't know, like one of the craziest things that's happened was last year, we, every year we like tried to breed the goats one time and um usually like they're kind of spread apart and maybe they'll all have their babies like within a couple of months of each other and it's I don't know it's easy to maintain easy to take care of whenever it comes time for them to have babies but last year we had this crazy buck and he like got with it (laughs) he knew what his job was and all of my goats got bred on the same day 
And so they all had their babies within two days. And I had like 20 babies in one weekend. And it was so crazy. I was out there, like several of them needed assistance. And so I would literally like deliver triplet goats to my left and like help out that mama. And then I would turn around and one would have had twins behind me. And then I'll like have to go find one of my other does and check her. And she would like, I mean, it was within like a few minutes of each other with several of them and (laughs) it was getting stressful. I almost had to call in like help or something. (laughs) My husband's like, I am not coming out there. Like, this is too much. (laughs) This is too much going on. You can do it. He was rooting for me. Oh, that's really funny. It was crazy. So I'm hoping that this year goes a little bit smoother. Yes. (laughs) We're getting a different book. So I hope so. Um, I also saw that you guys had surprise piglets. Yes. I mean, there's so many crazy things that happen (laughs) on this homestead. I'm not even joking. It's hard to pick like one story. Yeah. I had someone that had messaged me and they're like, you know, you're on my mind today. Is it okay if I come by and visit you and bring my kids? And I was like, that's totally fine. You know, that was really sweet of her to come by and visit me. And it meant a lot. And so we're in here like having this heartfelt conversation and her kids are like, Hey, you know, is it okay if we go outside and look at the farm animals? And her kids are young. I mean, they're like maybe eight and under, yeah, and I'm like, you know, it's it's fine enough for them to go out and see the barn and everything by themselves. And so they went out there, and I told them, you know, they're kind of worried about like the animals getting out and getting to them or anything. And I said, well, there's three like young pigs that are out and they're running around, and you might see them, but they're kind of scared of people, so they won't mess with you. And they went out, and then they came back in a while later, and they're like, wow, those pigs are so tiny. Like we saw the three really tiny ones. I'm like, I really wouldn't call them tiny. They're probably, like, the size of my Australian Shepherd. You know, they're, like, good size. And uh, they're like, no, these are really tiny, and they're so cute. And I just thought that, like, they were making something up. And was like, okay, yeah. And I kept talking to their mom, and and they were like, yeah. It looked like maybe there were four of them in there. And (laughs) they just kept going on and on about them. And so I'm like, okay, I better go out there and check this out. And yeah, we had just bought a female pig like last weekend and had no knowledge of her being pregnant. She did not look bred at all. And the people that sold us to her, they're like, yeah, she's been separated from the male and like yada yada. That should be fine. Like none of us knew. (laughs) And then all of a sudden she just had these three adorable piglets. (laughs) And it was so funny because the kids were the ones that found them. And I'm so glad that everything went okay, yeah. especially with the kids, like, being the ones to find everything. Yeah. That is crazy. It was. Whenever they were leaving, they're like, what would you have done without us? Like, <laughs> how would you have known? Well, I would have checked on them later, but they're like, oh, it's a good thing we were here. We, like, <laughs> saved their lives. <laughs> oh that's so cute it was great oh okay so lots of adventures homesteading so do you have any like last advice for you know people who want to start out and maybe you know don't know how or where to start yeah like I think you should 
definitely just start out small. Definitely don't hop into everything all at once (laughs) because that can be overwhelming. I know from experience, but yeah, just kind of start out small. And if you can start out with like just a few plants and a few chickens, like that is doing so much. And then even if you don't have any space for animals or you're not an animal person, I feel like it's easy to replace things in your home with things that you can actually make or do yourself. Like I have made it my goal last year to not buy any products that are like flower based products and make them all myself. So like pancake mixes, um, brownie mixes, different seasonings I'm getting into making even, but like breads and cakes and all of that. I'm just trying to make everything from scratch. Yeah. And it's, it's time consuming, but it's so rewarding and it makes you feel like so much better that you don't have to rely on the grocery store for everything. I just buy like 80 pounds of flour and I'm set (laughs) for a few months on pretty much like everything. Yeah. Well, and it lowers your grocery bill by like a ton. Yeah, no, for sure. Totally understand that. And I think, you know, if you can be as self-sustaining as possible, it, it may be a little more work, but it's also more rewarding. It's definitely more rewarding. Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I've absolutely loved talking with you and hearing all of your crazy stories. well thank you so much for having me on I really appreciate it yeah absolutely I know a lot of my listeners are people who live in apartments and just don't really have the space to have goats and pigs and cows and chickens and all the different things but I thought it was really cool and interesting how she talked about her sister and her sister lives in an apartment and she's trying to convince her sister to garden. And we kind of talked about, you know, gardening in a small space. And one of the things she mentioned was those stackable pots. And nobody had ever mentioned this to me. And I'm a little sad, a little mad about it, but it's okay. Cause now that I know about it, you know, we have a balcony or a little patio and that is something we can do is use stackable pots and like they don't take up much space at all anyone can do it super easy and you don't have to have like 50 acres of land so that was something that was really encouraging that I found I also just loved how she is just such a relatable person and she talked a lot about you know her failures and just like mistakes along the way and I just I can so relate and the funny animal stories like I absolutely love stories like that of course I don't have my own maybe eventually we will have chickens and we'll have all the funny stories I have such a blast making these episodes for you guys and interviewing different women in different stages of life. So what you can do to help me out is leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and also share this with your friends and family. This is Elise Feathers and I'll see you next time on Women Hidden the Rough.